the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton uh, coming back off of my little uh, mini vacation. Uh, I had went down to Houston, Texas. My old uh, stomping grounds. My my wife calls it, um, you know, my my personal like Jerusalem. That's why I go back to recharge <laughs> my spiritual heritage. That a uh, friend of mine got married, and today I, as I was uh, journeying with you before talking about the, the book of Philippians, I couldn't help but think about uh, the impact that this particular friend uh, had in my life. You know, he started out uh, as as my mentor. Uh, we, 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 you couldn't find, as I share with my church, two more opposite characters. You know what I mean? Here, here I am, a young, you know, black man being raised in Chicago. And here he is, a, a young white man being raised down in Texas, Houston, Texas. Uh, I'm a football player. He a cross country runner, you know, uh, me, I'm a part-time uh, thug and pervert, and you know he was full time for the Lord at an early age. You know, going to Bible college and then doing his uh, graduate studies at ORU. And I met him when he got out of ORU, and he's about a year older than me. And uh, we were in the same singles group at church, and they had this group of guys at the church who were serious about ministry, right? And and I and I realized, you know, early in life, I learned in junior achievement from some of my business mentors that, it, you know, uh, you, you, you attract what you are. And if you want to attract something different, you got to change who you are, which starts with changing who you're around. So I realized that even though I had more than enough friends and compadres and brothers and cousins that, you know, I need to let them go. And I need to start hanging around people that were going in the direction that I want to go in and some who are already at the spot that I desire to be. And so these guys called themselves uh, Bachelors Till the Rapture. We don't date because you may mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I started hanging out with them. I joined Bachelors Till the Rapture. You know what I mean? You know, the only thing about the organization that our members kept falling one by one. <laughs> falling into the clutches of marriage, as we would say. And uh, but, you know, these guys were just serious about the Lord. They would get out there. Uh, one of the main guys in the in the group besides, uh, you know, my my mentor and friend, David Carter, was a man by the name of Doug Stringer. Doug Stringer is just a world renowned evangelist who he just 
it just travels around. But I remember when Doug was first starting, Doug was, you know, he owned a, uh, he owned a gym. And he'll run his gym during the day, and at night he'll be down in the heart of the belly of the beast witnessing. People get saved. He'd take them to a, he'd take them to a swimming pool and baptize them at somebody's pool at their complex. And he was taking people into his home, letting them stay at his home. Eventually sold his business to support the ministry. And that's just how diehard these guys were. And that's the kind of guys I hung out with. They were all in. And I wanted to be all in with Christ, too. And so when uh, last February, when I went down to Texas to visit with a friend of mine and take my son uh, hunting. I have a son that loves to hunt, you know, and as the effort of the show is urban, but we don't know where he came from. You know what I mean? He he likes to hunt and fish. And hunting and fishing is not necessarily an urban thing to do. And uh but that's how my son is wired. My wife called him a redneck. He he didn't he didn't like that. <laughs> because he, he he this is a kid who'll sit up and watch that show about the alligators being caught and, and with the cats in the bayou, and he can understand a little Cajun, you know, because I'll sit and watch with him because I used to live in Louisiana, and I would kind of interpret for him, you know, you know it, it, what they're saying. Now he understands it. And, and any hunting show or anything with shooting or fishing, he's watching it. You know what I mean? It, it goes to that, that extent. But my buddy shared with me that David was getting married. And you got to understand something about David. Like I said, David uh, dedicated his life to the Lord at, at an early early age, you know what I mean, and wanted to be going to the ministry. It just had a drive. And uh all through high school and college, when I when I met David, uh I was twenty four, David was twenty five. Uh and what shocked me about David that he was he was still a virgin. You know what I mean? And I was like, Oh my goodness, you know, virgin. I couldn't spell virgin at the five. And this guy so it was like this guy still is like, I'm just like, what do they put in the water here? You know what I mean? And uh, and to have that kind of dedication, you know, to the Lord, you know, and to to, to forsake those things, and and uh, and so I started hanging with him, and he was starting a prayer group. And I forget it was an intercessory prayer group, and uh, and I said I want to I want to join because you know one thing I I can do is I can fight, you know what I mean I can fight, you know what I mean, but I didn't know how to fight as a Christian. I, mean, I knew how to fight, you know, as 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 a human being, but I didn't know how to fight as a Christian. So. I figured I better learn. The best way to learn was to was to fight. And so he said, that's what we're going to do, intercessory prayer, which I knew which means to stand in the gap. And so I wanted to join the prayer group. And, you know, he was like kind of warning me, you know, you know, he's trying to kick me to the curb, but being nice about it. Now, this is this is really for serious prayer warriors because, you know, you know, it's going to get things and, you know, the enemy's going to come and there's some backlash. You really need to know what you're doing. And, and you know, I remember him, my famous Inglewood words, and it was like, I ain't scared of nothing. I'm not scared of nothing. I, I Let's go. I ain't scared of nothing. You know what I mean? So he let me join the prayer group, and uh, it, it transformed my life. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, and that prayer group is still going on to this day. You know, they're still praying and interceding for people and nations. And, and I, it, it just it enriched me so much. You know, but uh, five years ago I was talking with David, and, and he was like, you know, you know, I'm just going to accept my lot. You know, I'm just going to be a eunuch. You know what I mean? I'm just going to ser- keep serving God and keep going on because, you know, it's just I'm too old to get married. And still, and I say, well, you know, you're never too old, man. You know, we just got to talking. And so to hear that he was getting married brought a joy 
to my soul because it was only two members left of Bachelor to the Rapture. And I was kind of hoping the club would close out, you know, see my boys get married. <laughs> Feel kind of guilty coming around them. You know, I got a wife and kids, and then they still sit there doing things. But, uh, you know, it was just the way the Lord orchestrated those two to come together and uh, and and to be there and sharing that moment. Uh, you know, just was a it was it was it was it was good for me. It was it was an awesome thing for me, but it it took me to. You know, when I was sitting there just reflecting upon it in the book of Philippians chapter two, uh, verse seven, it says, "At one time, all these things were important to me, and the things that Paul named off were the things that made him an excellent Jew, that made him uh, a child of God. You know, in the flesh," he said. But because of Christ, I decided that they are worth nothing. Not only these things, but now I think that all the things are worth nothing compared with the greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Because of Christ, I lost all these things, and now I know that they were all worthless trash. All I want now is Christ. I want to belong to him. In Christ, I am right with God. But my being comes from God through, I mean, my being, but my being right does not come through following the law. It comes from God through faith. God uses my faith in Christ to make me right with him. All I want is to know Christ and the power that raised him from the dead. I want to share in his sufferings and be like him, even in his death. Then there is hope that I myself will somehow be raised from the dead. Now I read that. I, I, I think of David in that he didn't spend his time, you know, all his years moaning and complaining about, you know, when, when am I going to get a wife or woe is me and Lord, you know, all these other people getting married and I'm keeping myself pure for you and anything like that. He spent his time getting to know Christ. That's all he wanted to do was to know Christ and, and to draw closer to him. And, and and that was one of the things I just picked up from him, you know, because when I met him at the time, you know, I was thinking just like any other 24-year-old, well, I'm saved now. I've left the world behind. Now it's time for me to establish a family, Lord. Bring me my Eve, you know what I mean, you know, so I can get, I can get this going. And uh, but then I meet him, and the only thing that he was thinking about was getting to know Christ. And so we, as a bunch of young men, would pray, fast, intercede, and just desire to draw to know Him and know, and, you know, studying His Word, going, uh, you know, just going deep, you know. And and um, and you know, I probably got married like about maybe nine, ten years later. But you know, the thing that even makes my marriage what it is today is the fact of. I learned how to be, how to treat a woman by learning how to let Jesus treat me, letting my husband, Christ, treat me. And I, in turn, learned how to treat my wife because I, I come from a divorce background. You know, my wife come from a divorce background. It really, you know, my, my father, my father did not treat any of his wives right, you know what I mean, between the fighting and the cheating and everything like that. So I didn't have a physical example of what to use. So only example I had was my relationship with Christ. And I took the, the way I treated him and the way he treated me, and I transferred that over to my wife and to my children. So it's not a fleshly example that I live by. It's a spiritual one that I came from my relationship with him. And I just want to encourage you. You know, a lot of times we have time. You know, we have time. We may be unemployed. You know, we may be single you know, widow, divorce, whatever it is, and, and we look at this time of being alone as a time of, of punishment or a time of whatever, but it, it's a time for you to really, 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 really get to know Christ. 
you know, to get to know him. Not only to know him by his blessings, but to know him through his suffering and even through his death. You know, that, that's when you know it gets deep, when you don't mind suffering for him. Because we don't like to suffer. Oh, we don't like to suffer at all. You know, I had to remind my kids about thou shalt not lie because they know if they tell the truth, they're going to suffer. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they caught between the twigs. Do I suffer and be a righteous individual? Or do I just lie and get out of this thing? You know what I mean? I can just tell one little lie and get out of this thing. And I say, you know, sometimes I told my daughter, some guy was hollering at the bus stop. And she, he said, hey, girl, how old are you? She said, 16. I said, what you lie for? Well, I didn't want to tell him 18. Then he would have kept trying to talk to me. I said, what you lie for? I said, you don't lie. Thou shalt not lie. Well, I just didn't want to be bothered. So I said, no. I said, no. If it, if you have to suffer through a bad breath conversation to stay honorable to Christ, <laughs> then suffer through a bad breath conversation. I said, but you know, you could have just said, I'm too young for you. You didn't have to lie and just say, I was 16, you know, like you jailbait or something and make them run away. You know what I mean? I said, you know, I said, because you're 19, you'll be 20 in, in two weeks. You know, you still run around and tell me you're 16. And, uh, and I said, no, you just got to come up with a different way than, than, than to go that. You got to maintain integrity, maintain honor. I said, you know, you don't want to, you know, just do, do offend Christ, I said, you want you want to be you want to be a joy. You want to bring His glory into the thing. So we just are talking about that, and sometimes we do things like that because we don't want to suffer. You know, what I mean, we we don't want to suffer with Him. You know, when when that when that person calls you up and reminds you about that bill, and you said, "Up, oh, I'm putting a check in the mail today," and then three days later they call up and say, "Did you mail that?" And then you go like, "Oh snap, I didn't mail it," and so then the temptation comes. To either A, be honest and say, no, I didn't put it in the mail right now, but what you hold on till I put this stamp on this thing till you get it? Or you go like, you haven't gotten it yet? You should be getting it. You know I mean? <laughs> Let me check on that for you. I say, okay, you didn't out and out lie, but you kind of deflected it off like that to make them think like I really mailed it when you know you didn't mail it, you know, to get there. And I, I say these things because, you know, these little tests of our character tell us whether or not let whether we're ready to handle uh, a heavier load of responsibility, whether we're ready to go to the next level in our relationship, you know, with the Lord. And and as, as Paul said that all those other things of that, that gave him his status in the Jewish community that, that made him feel good about himself, he said, but when it came to knowing Christ, he counted them all as trash. King James Version says dung. You know what I mean? It 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 it, it didn't matter it, it, what it came out to be. And we have to live our life in such a way as that. And that's one of the things that from, uh, you know, hanging around the, the, the guys that I did, that it was not just knowing Christ, but doing his will that was most important. I mean, I know Doug got married at like he was 54, 55 when he got married. David's 59. You know, I feel bad. I was 33. I, I punked out the organization real early. You know what I mean? But it, it's like, you know, and it wasn't a time, like I said, filled with doubt or a time filled with, you know, where are you, Lord? Why haven't you answered my prayer yet? It was more of a time spent with, I have more time to spend with you. I have more time to spend with you, to get to know you, to, to suffer with you, to grow with you, you know, to enjoy with you. You know what I mean? Because to accept suffering is a level of maturity all in itself, 
that really gets to go in there. You're listening to Isaiah 61, Radio Ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. I'm Pastor Joe Sutton uh, here on KKMS 980 The Mission. And uh, we're going to roll in the break. And when we come back from break, I just want to just talk about some ways that uh, we can spend our time and growing closer to God and leaving back a legacy and a testimony that will encourage others. Because I'm telling you, it, it, that that wedding was packed out with people who said, like, there is a God that they found this man or woman at 59 years old, and he stayed a virgin till then. All right, tune back in. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. We're looking to add an account executive to our team right here at Salem Media Group Twin Cities. We've got four stations, AM 980 The Mission, AM 1280 The Patriot, Business 1440, and Wellness Radio 1570, plus an online station, thefishtwincities.com. And we're looking for someone who's goal-driven, mission-minded, and understands the importance of small business in our nation. If you think this job is a great fit for you, apply online at am1280thepatriot.com. Just click Work For Us. Kind of like driving with your top down, just bumping it. <laughs> you got money, steady paycheck, your position, got you respect. Yeah, you wait. Hey, welcome back to Isaiah 61. It's Pastor Joe Sutton. Sitting here. And that bumping music was really bumping, man. That was that was that was a good one. Uh, it's something about that bass. That's what I say every time I'm sitting in my house and somebody drive past my house, I'll be like Something about that base in the urban neighborhood, boy. You go find, <laughs> you go find it going to getting played. Well, yeah, I just want to share a couple things with you. Uh, once again, as always, uh, it is May, and May for us at uh, Spirit of Lord Church means that our Three Deep Leadership Academy is is starting to heat up, and uh, you know it's a eight week summer program that runs from nine thirty in the morning till four thirty in the afternoon. Uh, we will start. The third week of June, because school gets out for most kids the second week of June, and then we have a training week for our for our staff. But uh, for me, it means the month of May and early June. I spend next six weeks um, trying to raise forty thousand dollars, and uh, you know we have seventy five kids in our everyday program, and we're already over a hundred kids in our track program. Uh, track started in April, and we start practicing. Uh, with them and and uh, and and we practice three days a week and uh, work on character development and get them out there. But uh, so if you're interested in our three deep summer program, you have a child or grandchild that you like to put in. It's for ages reading. I mean, they must be able to read. You know, some kids start reading at four, some read at five, some read at six. Uh, we test them. You know, we have uh, certified teachers who test them to make sure that they can handle the curriculum. But it's from reading to twelve. And uh, for every day, and then our junior higher leadership program, it goes three days a week, and uh, where they they learn time management, 
uh, they learn decision making skills. They learn a lot of things, and then they help volunteer uh, in doing volunteer things in the community and to strengthen them so that they can become staff people. For you know, when they get to high school, when they finish that ninth grade year, they can become a staff person at the 3D Leadership Academy, and that's what makes the academy go well. We have college students as our teachers and high school students as our assistant teachers, and and uh, and so kids get to see successful role models in high school and in college who've come from the same neighborhood kind of background that they've come from, and yet they're achieving success. So uh, all of our seniors this year have gotten scholarships, you know, uh, pretty much met a couple of them. Uh, they got, got to come up with some money because they got rich parents. But uh, <laughs> but for the most part, you know, I mean, we, 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 we got about uh, about out of the 13 seniors, uh, 11 of them are going to roll with four rides. So, uh, so the, our program has been successful in that that piece, and uh, and teaching the kids leadership and allowing them to, to play it out. And as always, you know, you can go to www.3deepleadership.com or go to sotl.org and link to 3deepleadership.com to learn about the program, sign up for the program, you know, even sign up for the track team. You can link there. Oh, but most importantly, if you want to help us raise that forty thousand dollars. I'm not turning down anybody but gangsters. You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> you have to understand my church to understand why, why I say that. So that's that plug, you know what I mean, and helping us out during this month of May. But, you know, one of the things that, that I found successful in my life that helped me break away from, from the path I was on to where I needed to go was my ability to listen to my elders. And one of the things that, that disturbs me a lot about my culture, American culture, Western culture, is our disregard for the wisdom of our elders. You know what I mean? We we think that every generation is a new generation and therefore, you know, what you went through back then doesn't it doesn't have any bearing here. I, I only have what I have because of, of of listening to them and listening to them and telling me and not necessarily how to do it right, but just telling me how they made mistakes. You know where they wish they would have would have done right. What they wish they would have done. The reason why I run a college prep program and a leadership program is that I wish somebody would have had one for me when I was coming through. Would have helped me not make some of the knucklehead mistakes that I made uh, coming through. And so a lot of times you see people do ministry not necessarily because they they get it right, but it's because of something that they didn't get right. And uh, and so to find someone into your life. You know, even though David was only a year older than me, I fully submitted to him and still do to this day. You know, I mean, he's one of the three people in my life that control my kill switch. And what I mean by control my kill switch is that if he was to call me up on a Sunday morning and tell me not to preach, I wouldn't preach. You know what I mean? Because that's the that's the level that he has. He can shut me down. You know, and my, my wife knows that if I start acting funny and get out of pocket you know, when I didn't want to get on dialysis, when I was like, I just get my casket ready, I'm about to die because ain't nobody poking me and making me sit in no chair three times a day because I don't like sitting down, right? I said I'd rather die than sit down. And so I didn't go, I didn't do dialysis for a full year, you know what I mean, and and uh, and, and walk around bloated, sickly, you know what I mean. My wife got on the phone and called two or three people to hold my kill switch, and next thing you know, I was, I was sitting in there getting the surgery to become a dialysis patient because I, 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 I have to, you have to have someone in your life that you trust, that understands your destiny, that understands your purpose, that understands where you're going, and they can speak into your life because we all can be deceived. 
Scripture tells us that Satan could deceive even the very elect. And, you know, and he caused everyone to sin except for Jesus. So we, we, we need that surround their safety in a multitude of counselors. And so well, who, or the, who are those multitude of counselors? You know what I mean? You know, some of us don't even trust our pastor. Well, some of us can't even have a conversation with our pastor. You know what I mean? You know, you know, we, we brag on the church and we brag on what our pastor is doing, but our pastor doesn't really, you know, really know my purpose. He may know my name and smile when he sees me and pat my kid on the head. You know what I mean? But does he understand my purpose? He can speak into that. And so, and, and it's not for the pastor to speak into everyone's life. You know what I mean? God has people out there for you that can speak into your life. So when you're looking at having that legacy, having that testimony, when I look at the legacy my friend David left behind, even in my own life, and now in the life with his wife, you know what I mean? The greatest legacy that everybody would say about David is that he loved the Lord, that he forsook all for the Lord. He'll suffer with him, he'll grow with him, and he used his time wisely to grow closer to Jesus. You need to do the same thing, is to grow closer to the Lord. And one of the ways that you can solidify that and to make sure that you're on the right path and you're not following deceptive voices is to have an elder in your life who can speak into your life, who's already gone where you want to go, and it can help you with the directions and the equipment that you need. Hey, stay blessed. Stay tuned. I'll talk to you guys next week. Love you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.